0: Today is Monday, January 27th, 2020. On this day in 1955, Wall Street mogul Sergei Rubinstein was murdered in his mansion in New York City's Millionaire's Row. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the murder of 46-year-old Sergei Rubinstein. Let's go back to the pre-dawn hours of January 27, 1955 in New York City. Seventy-eight-year-old Stella Rubinstein awoke to the sound of angry, raised voices. She couldn't make out what they were saying, but it was clear they were men, and they were arguing, loud enough to filter through the shut door of her bedroom. She rolled over and tried to ignore them. Stella dozed off for a while, but her rest was fitful. Something was wrong. She tossed and turned, never quite slipping into deep sleep. Finally, when she saw the sun was up, Stella decided to get out of bed. But another sound interrupted her routine, this time footsteps in the hall. She could tell from the golden mid-morning sunlight filtering through her window that it was too early for visitors, too early for the servants to bring her lunch and yet someone was in the house outside her bedroom. She was certain it wasn't her son, Sergei Rubinstein. Not that it was that unusual for him to be up all hours of the night. He enjoyed his wealth and was well known to stay out late, carousing with various girlfriends. This would hardly be the first time he'd slunk home after dawn, drunk on booze and sex alike. But Sergei's room was on the third floor, a full story beneath Stella's suite, far enough away that she usually couldn't hear his antics. Which left her wondering, once more, who was in her house? Stella cinched a robe over her pajamas. Then she pushed her door open and padded out into the hallway. Muted voices filtered up the stairwell. Unfamiliar voices intruders. She leaned over the banister, blinking. Fatigued from her restless night, she struggled to focus her vision. In the weak morning sunlight, the stairwell was dim and hidden by shadows. Nevertheless, she was able to spy someone on the steps. Stella couldn't make out any distinct features, but she was sure the figure was feminine, wearing a long brown dress and she didn't look like any of Sergei's girlfriends. Stella wasn't quite sure what to do about the intruder, especially as the woman in brown immediately slipped out of sight again. She didn't know what to make of the entire encounter at all. At least not until later that day, when she first spotted the police swarming through the third floor. A gruff detective broke the horrible news to Stella, Her son, Sergei Rubinstein, had been murdered. The proclamation sliced through Stella's gut. She had to remind herself to breathe. The shock was so severe. Her sudden stabbing grief was apparent on her face. Even the police officer looked at her with pity. She resolved in that moment to cooperate fully with the investigation letting investigators know all about the raised voices and the woman in Brown. She'd see to it that her son's killer was caught. Up next, we'll explore Sergei Rubinstein's life and his baffling
1: murder. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
0: Now back to the story. On January 27th, 1955, Wall Street investor and notorious playboy Sergei Rubinstein was found strangled to death in his bedroom. His mother, who lived on the fourth floor of his mansion, provided police with one of their earliest leads, as she described the woman in brown she'd spotted the morning of the murder. It was a final testimony to cap off a lifetime of devotion to her child. Stella Rubinstein gave birth to Sergei in 1908 in Russia. The family was wealthy and regularly loaned money to the Tsars. When the Rubinsteins fled the revolution in 1917, they sewed diamonds into the linings of their clothes, smuggling a fortune out of the country to Eastern and then Western Europe. Sergei never needed to work for a living. But as a young child, he showed a spark of entrepreneurial ambition. He once stole his father's shoes and sold them at a train station, making his first profit. In fact, young Sergei demonstrated such an innate talent for chasing wealth. His father declared him a financial genius when he was only 11 years old. He spent his 20s playing the stock market, amassing a fortune. But Sergei had big dreams, dreams that couldn't be fulfilled in Europe. In 1938, the 30-year-old millionaire moved to the United States of America on a forged passport. By the 1940s, he lived in an opulent New York mansion with his mother, Stella, and his aunt, Eugenia Forrester. They each had their own private floor, a large staff of servants, and the finest clothes, furniture, and food that money could buy. But he made enemies along the way. He dated multiple women at once, and he was deeply possessive, even planting listening devices in their homes to ensure they didn't see other men. On Wall Street, his viciously hard bargains reportedly earned him the nickname of The Cobra. Although he had the wealth to buy his way into any club or party, many resented his boorish manners. Eventually, his behavior caught up with him. In 1947, 39-year-old Sergei was convicted of draft dodging and served two years in prison. His sentence did little to change his behavior. By the time he was a free man again, Sergei resumed his party-animal lifestyle. Thursday, January 26, 1955, was a typical day for him. 46-year-old Sergei Rubinstein accompanied 20-something model Estelle Gardner to dinner at an upscale supper club, La Rue. The young couple wrapped up their evening at LaRue around 1 a.m. on Friday, January 27th. They reportedly returned to Sergei's mansion for a nightcap before he sent Estelle home around 1.30 with enough money for a carriage ride and a tip for the driver. Although the date was over, Sergei wasn't ready to call it a night. He went to his room and called another girlfriend, Patricia Ray, at roughly 2.30 a.m. He asked her to come over, but Patricia declined. She hung up and went to bed. Patricia wasn't watching the clock, so she wasn't sure what time it was when her phone rang again. Assuming that it was Sergei trying to pressure her into a late-night dalliance, she refused to answer. That was the last anyone heard of Sergei Rubinstein until eight o'clock that morning. That was when his servant, William Mortar, entered his bedroom with coffee and toast. And William was astonished to find Sergei dead. The millionaire was on his back, tape over his mouth and throat, his arms and feet were tied with cords, and bruises mottled his skin. Although it was clearly too late to save his boss, William still called for ambulances. Police arrived at the scene within minutes. Shortly before noon, Sergey's mother, Stella, emerged from her room to learn the horrible news. During questioning, she confessed that she'd spotted an indistinct figure on the stairs. She didn't know what time it happened and hadn't been able to make out any features due to low lighting, but she described the person as the woman in brown. Police ultimately determined that Stella had seen an ambulance attendant in a brown trench coat, one of the first to arrive at the scene of the crime. After this dead end, the police sought out more promising leads. They spoke to every known girlfriend they could find, but none had the motive or means to murder Sergei. Within a year, investigators were left with no real leads. As for Stella, she followed the most outlandish of trails. She repeatedly hired mediums to conduct seances. There, she implored the spirit of her departed son for a clue or break in the case. Her efforts were for naught. She continued to obsess over her son's murder until her death on April 19, 1958. She went to her grave without ever seeing justice for her son's murder. As of 2020, the case is still unsolved. The controversial millionaire left behind a legacy of shady dealings, intrigue, and baffling clues. His death is as cloaked in mystery and controversy as his life was. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. To learn more about Sergei Rubinstein's mysterious death, be sure to check out our episodes of Unsolved Murders, which dive deeper into the story. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals like Today and True Crime for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today and True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Carly Madden. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Angela Jorgensen, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson.